0: Hey, this is uh, Watch Rewatch. This is week four, man. I'm Sean. I'm John from, from week three. <laughs> from week three. I'm Sean, but not from week three. I'm Sean from week two. Sean from week three, I don't I don't know what happened, but um, the multiverse split open, and uh, I was replaced with a doppelganger. So whatever he said about Mark Saltzman in the last episode, I disavow it completely, because it was alternate universe Sean Sweeney. Thank you very much
1: uh yeah okay well i'll take credit for all that mark saltzman uh the hot goss Uh, (laughs) he's a hot goss he's a hot goss how you doing man you good yeah, top notch. A little congested,
0: you know. And I wish I had my uh, my mommy with me, right? Because make you some chicken noodle soup and a and a and a peanut butter and jelly sammy, and call in for me so I
1: can watch *Prices Right*. You know that kind of that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, call in work.
0: That'd be great if that still worked. If your mom could call in work, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, uh, I didn't know John was M- sick, so yes, yeah, so he can have the day off."
1: My mother then quit. Uh, on behalf of my sister when she was working at Dollarama. <laughs> Are you serious? My, my, my sister worked one day and then never wanted to work there again, so my mother went there the next day and told them, yeah, my, my daughter quits. <laughs> and it's Okay. And I think she had to go back, my mother too, to pick up her tax form because <laughs> my sister just couldn't go. Oh, Anyway, so that... Hey, so it's proof it works. My mother would do anything for us. Yeah, she loves her children.
0: Maybe she could start a business, a side business, being... A go-between for people who don't want to deal with their bosses oh,
1: right yeah or just pretend to be everyone's mother in a sense yeah my oh, child yeah. like but your child's 40 like, yeah i just don't <laughs> so, want to work he doesn't want to work anywhere. yeah yeah he, he's okay. d- he's done and it's like <laughs> wow i mean i guess so it kind of it kind of like you know adds the middleman instead of removing the middleman i mean why don't you know just quit your terrible job if you hate it so much
0: <laughs> Well, you gotta you gotta find more ways to throw away your money so you know may as well give it to your mom with this new business yeah I pay her for all the gifts she got me like she, i think
1: she spent one year 40 bucks on the congo dvd after high school Oh she my was, God. Like, yeah. I was like yeah i, I forgot this. how much dvds used to be 40 bucks 36.99 i think it was how much it was and then like i think i made her buy me the planet of the apes elfman score from yeah. 2000 that was like 20 bucks like I don't know. Oh, I man. really like listening to that kind of stuff instead of. <laughs> We're so puffing. spoiled
0: now. Everything's free, or you can, you know. Get yeah, it, uh,
1: it's so shitty to look at your collection of DVDs and CDs and just be like, look at the money. And uh, like records are making a comeback, so at least there's that yeah, kind of like turnaround least, yeah. those that generation. But there's no, there's not going to be. That's not coming for us. No, and like, I always oh, like look
0: at your CD collection. Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe if you have a, a crappy car, I mean, that's helpful. Because like you know you got your yeah. whatever, but I mean even the CDs, uh, like on a desert island scenario, it's like what would you bring with you? Oh, you know I'll bring my you know traveling pants sequel DVD with me, and it's like okay why you can't even play the DVD on it? No, but I could like use the CD to crack it and make a blade, or like use it to reflect sunlight to get like the airplane's attention.
0: Okay, so there's 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 still maybe a second life for CDs when the uh, Trump <laughs> Trump apocalypse hits. Yeah, like you can still use those CDs for like you know ninja stars or whatever so primarily self-defense signaling planes and uh, hunting yeah okay yeah that's... and like i guess also too
1: disarming your enemy it's like oh, you have a alanis morissette cd when you come at someone with a harpoon and it's like no 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 we'll listen to it together
0: <laughs> oh my god listen to jagged little pill do you feel what i feel and then you become friends yeah oh, that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> no i like it it's great uh, oh um, man um yeah so uh yeah what's going on what's new with you this week it was a week of
1: uh, maybe i see a movie maybe i don't mm-hmm. and it was just i don't know one of those uh weeks where i just couldn't wait to come couldn't uh, hold my can contain my excitement for recording this podcast today because <laughs> i guess uh we're i've been holding back talking about mommy dearest for so long and i guess yeah
0: that's it well we keep doing this thing i mean uh i remember hearing this on pete holmes's podcast you made it weird I think it was his, or maybe, yeah, where you know, he'll be talking to somebody he's going to have on the show. And he's like, no, 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 just keep it for the podcast. And it's, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, he's got a podcast. Sorry that he has to keep everything for it. And then now that I'm doing one, I'll find John and I will just be talking off the cuff. And I'm like, oh, that would actually be a nice little bit right. for the podcast. Let's not talk about it. So uh, I'm a hack now.
1: Me uh, too, yeah. I don't know what to say about it anymore because yeah. it's like I've been holding it back for so long. But
0: So, know. yeah, the, the, the episode this week uh, was an episode that John... Uh, excuse me. Well, the film for this week, this week's episode, uh, I'm going to learn this intro thing someday. I yeah. Swear to God I mean, I don't know what we're even,
1: we're, we're doing something. There's definitely something there. Like in episode 126 in like what another, uh, <laughs> what that, that's another 122 weeks. Yeah. So how many years is that? I'm bad. At, I can't do mental I math. mean, it's four I've times been, 12. So 12, 24, 36, 40, 48 weeks in a year so then 40 times 2 now let's try this 8 and 8 is 64 you got 4 and then 4 and uh 2 is uh
0: 16 so
1: 1 6 that's up about a year and a that's almost 2 years a year and a half
0: <laughs> this the, we're changing the name of the show this is called doing math on the air live and you know what people might be like why are they doing math on the air i'm genuinely impressed by this so if only for me <laughs> We're gonna. That's what but we're. But it sounds do. like I know what I'm doing, right? It does. I mean, I could do it too.
1: I'll be like five. Five is five is. I'm 18. doing the visualization, right? It's like I never yeah. studied it for tests. I just visualized what the the sheet looked like. It's like, oh, I don't know these facts, but I know what the page looked like. Mm, yeah. So I'll just re- <laughs> write these letters. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't. What? I don't have that ability at all. I'll read a newspaper upside down with confidence. Oh wow!
0: <laughs> Jeez. Um. So yeah, the the film for this week's episode was Mommy Dearest which I had actually never heard of John had been talking about it for a while I guess when did you first see this Uh, it was um, at my time
1: working at the video store Videotron and Mm -hmm. I saw the film on the shelf and it just you know triggered the, the, the need to see this movie that everyone talked about I mean I I don't know. I don't know why I needed to see it. it was, I guess like I'd seen already so many things and now. So this is it, what 2010, 2011? Yeah, 2011, yeah. yeah. Like 3 or 4 years ago. Right, like it was like the year before it closed. Like this at this point we were making like $4 a day and that was just because people needed change and left the change on the floor that we were putting it in the register. Holy shit. Well, I mean, whatever. And so this movie just there were so many movies. There must have been like I think we had 120 racks in the middle and each rack contained about 100 movies on the rack. So it was just like all these, and these discs got like used and abused, you know? So it's like, uh, this collection of movies that are forgotten and in no category, not organized in any way. So it's like, you go to one section for mommy, uh, mommy dearestness next to her documentary about lizards or
0: something. But anyway, speaking of which I saw into the inferno, his Netflix documentary. Very good. If you get a chance to, it's about magma, it's about magma, but it's more about the, like, you know, he really goes in that, like, I don't know the, 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 I, I want to call it magical realism but it's not but there's that like you know he's looking into the like the 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 what it means spiritually okay. but like in that distant Herzogian way where he's like you know I
1: went to the mountain and like, saw you know like yeah. just that like he almost literally finds the man in the magma pulling all the levers being like you did it you found me like <laughs> yeah
0: you have found me but there is no joy in this discovery like really just yeah. but yeah. great it, yeah. it, always great I'm, I'm always captivated by, by, by that stuff so <laughs> But I digress. Um, Mommy Dearest. Well,
1: it's not that fascinating on the rewatch. I had to say, like, i this is this was an example of me being so up, like uh, boosted by the uh, the reputation of this movie. Like, Paramount mm. released this like beautiful ivory re-release packaging, special collector's edition of Mommy Dearest, and it was just Faye's lips and her eyes on the DVD cover, and it's like they made a special edition of this infamously terrible movie. Like, I don't okay, like okay, and then I, I looked it up, and it's like. It's a it it had the Razzies it swept the Razzies it like broke a lot of careers and uh, so you watch it and like the first time you watch it it's just a lot of choices on the screen are just very uh, shocking.
0: Yeah, well that was the thing. This is it was my first time watching this movie and uh, my my takeaway from it was. Uh, initially first five ten minutes I'm like oh this is good bad this is like making me feel like when I watch showgirls you know like it could be could be kind of genius and um, and then as we got further along uh, it started to slog. It's you really feel the runtime. It's it's a long. It's not that long. What is the actual? It's run two time?
1: hours and like twenty minutes almost. Two it hours and twenty. Okay, minutes. so
0: that's like what it's I, long. that's what I call Return of the Jedi lengths. Okay, yeah. Return of the Jedi is about that, but Return of the Jedi pretty brisk. It's clip. a movie. Like it, it's mo- like It's m- it's moving along, yeah. but yeah. but this film, you know that whatever that feeling was that like oh this is maybe a misunderstood piece of art that's like satire or like strange choices that was gone in in. Fucking ten minutes maybe.
1: But like the ten minutes thing, uh comparing it to showgirls, I mean, in the first ten minutes of this movie it's it's kind of prestigious. It's like an award picture. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. You got this you got the, the the sets, you got the slow reveal of Faye Dunaway as as uh as Betty Crocker, right? And yeah, uh, <laughs> and
0: they drop hints about how terrible she is and you go, Ooh, this is kinda catty. Well, they- I like this. But then it it really it turns unravels. Into
1: a, it turns into a mess. But like, here's the thing. I mean, and like, I'm assuming that if anyone has seen Mommy Dearest and like you're listening to this, you're just thinking, oh, I should watch this or not. And if you have watched it, the benefit is that this movie just everyone has said so much about this movie that yeah. on the rewatch, it's kind of like sad now because it's it's we, we've done it. We've I've I've, I've done my like. Um, rubbernecking enough to laugh at Faye and laugh at the people who've done it. And this is just such a... And I've read the diary, too, of the actresses who've been on it. It's just, I'm, I don't know. There's right, there about. was a book
0: that you, you've you talked about that yeah, was written was by a, the the woman who played the, the nurse. Britannia
1: Alda, uh, <clears throat> I think her and her publisher charged me $30 on Amazon to read her, you know, day-to-day account of working on this movie. And so, uh, ultimately, it taught me that everyone worked their their butt off to make an award picture, and I think Faye just <laughs> ruined it for everyone because she was being... I, the the diary uh, suggests that she was uh, having trouble with her partner, and he was very abusive uh, oh, mentally, and kept saying... Because he, he even though he had... I think they she went on strike for a week or two during production because her lover wasn't getting a producer credit, and then he finally did get the producer credit, and he got to make choices in terms of Faye's wardrobe and her lighting and her makeup. So it's a,
0: a film about abuse is being informed with a situation of abuse in real life. Uh yeah. And Alleged, uh, allegedly.
1: Yeah. Well the every and then Faye, because oh. she was commandeering the set and poor Frankie Oblance who's producing the movie like we did we didn't go into the DVD special features of this. No, thing, no, Because we didn't. there's the John Waters commentary and uh, there's the the behind the scene features of it and
0: like uh, so, the, is it is it considered a camp classic, kind of the way Showgirls is? Maybe not in the same light, but I mean, if John Waters is doing a commentary, it certainly has a place. It, in it's, the pantheon of like bad cinema. It definitely is a a a water cooler thing or, right. a, or a wire hanger thing because like <laughs> it's a that's a reference if you've seen the movie. Yeah, you'll get the
1: big argument with Mommy Dearest is that it's a camp movie that was created by the studio as opposed to something that the people like like the you know right a, the intent- independent kind of crowd with yeah exactly the
0: intention was to create a serious awards film for sure and then when they really like the studio realized yeah. that it was like shit they're yeah. like oh it'll be camp. They
1: Jeffrey Katzenberg did it was like because uh, that when I say Jeffrey Katzenberg that's because when Rescuers Down Under came out uh and it came in like third or fourth performed like very under poorly he removed all the trailers he removed all the ads right away took it out of theaters and killed that movie because he wanted to work on uh I think Beauty and the Beast was like the movie they wanted to promote they didn't want Rescuers to stink that movie coming out wow and uh so with this one paramount was like no 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 this is a we meant to make a bet this is a bad movie but let's watch it in that regard and so you got frank yoblant who sues paramount saying you've tarnished this property that i worked on
0: right well because i know that one of the most i mean spoiler alert if you're you know 20 years behind the game 30 years behind the game but There's a famous scene now. Now I know it's famous because, you know, you see it, you'll never forget it, where uh, (laughs) Faye Dunaway beats, uh, uh, what's the name of the kid? I don't even remember. Christina Crawford. Well, like, yeah, the the abuse scene is very famous. Like the wire hangers. Yeah, she's upset. She doesn't ever want wire hangers in the home. And uh, because she finds one, she beats the kid with a wire hanger.
1: At this point in the movie, she's already uh, been fired and uh, talked down to and, and Faye's character is just always reacting to abuse and so in this right i think prior to that scene she just wins the oscar and so now she's upstairs just lovingly looking through the wardrobe and glances at a wire and snaps and like in a christopher nolan movie you would understand that this woman has mental issues and that what's about to happen is 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 tragic but in the staging of this it's just Faye and an act a young actress reacting to a scene of, of 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 her being hit with a wire I guess Yeah. but it's so hollywood this staging that it's so over the top that the yeah. that the it, the
0: choices are really really weird yeah it, it, it yeah you watch the scene and 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 apparently they marketed the movie with a still of that a poster of her with a wire raised over her head which is if you think about it in terrible taste They're like this was I, conceivably a real incident or sure you know
1: autobiography right that's it where yeah, where yeah. this
0: uh, uh sorry who's the actor she's playing again um Joan Crawford Joan Crawford Joan Crawford be- allegedly beat her daughter for real with a wire a wire hanger and so the fact that they were marketing it with this like horror movie pose yeah. but like for laughs horrifying. In one regard, if you think about the reality behind it, but also kind of genius because they made money with this. didn't the, It they? was a
1: good twist. I mean, eventually they did. I don't know. It swept the Razzies, and now it has this infamous title, but uh, or infamous, you know, legacy of just being terrible. But I just think the like rewatching it for me. This was my eighth or ninth time watching it, in, like three or four years. Holy shit! And it's like you know what I mean. It's like it's I, so slow. You go around telling people that it's so it's so great, and I read the book this year, and I just feel like this year.
0: Has the well run dry for I you? I think
1: it's de- I think it's done. Yeah, it, it's done. Like I just unless can I, I really had the, I had this idea that I wanted to do uh, a, a ten episode Netflix series about the production of Mommy Dearest, like the pre production, the production, and the post, and based on the diary. And I had all this planned, and then Ryan Murphy came out with this uh, feud show. I don't know if you've heard of this with no. Kathy Bates and Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon. They're making a movie. They're making a season, a series about the feud between Joan Crawford and Betty Davis.
0: Oh, okay. So and isn't that
1: crazy? And I and I had this Mommy Dearest production idea and then yeah. he came out with this and this is coming out like this year. Yeah. And it's about the production of Who Killed Baby Jane. And okay. it's it's following that studio process and I'm like, "Oh, oh shit." And yeah. so now with that, and it just put the nail in the coffin, but now like the I think the funny thing now is that Faye Dunaway who was, you know, infamous for saying, "Oh, I don't want to" fucking talk about mommy dearest anymore. yeah right it's like one of
0: those things when she does an interview yeah. there's a few off-topic things and that's i think number one that's
1: definitely number one because it's a low point for her and it's like talk about my oscar for network or that scene i did in rules of attraction but she uh now she wants to fucking talk about mommy dearest and like in oh the, now okay in the epilogue of the diary uh, the actress wrote she writes about like all the characters and or all the people who were on the movie where they are now and she says that Faye a publisher found out that when she was writing the novel, that Faye's has also been writing a diary, and that she would like to meet with, uh, Retagnyolde, and uh, you know, discuss ways that maybe she could help and be in Facebook, and and she's like, and Ritania's like, what the hell's going on? I'm writing the wow. book first, and now she wants to write about her. She wants a piece of the action. Yeah, now. and then Retagnyolde's like, I know for a fact, Faye wasn't keeping a detailed diary like the way I was every day on set. Like her facts and my facts, like I, she's like, I'll go to my grave being like, you know, my facts are more you know important, yeah uh,
0: well because it, it it feels like if if Faye wants to get involved maybe it's more to correct the record than it is to right. tell a story and yeah to, I
1: mean Faye's been like traveling Eastern Europe making B movies for the last 10 years so who knows what kind of is like, she still making movies you should see the thing she's in now she looks like you know that thing in, in Fifth Element the blue thing the opera singer yeah imagine that but without the blue makeup and she's doing that on a street corner Oh what? <laughs> like Faye, it's not. Oh. Faye's just now like um, you know, a rem. Like I don't know, she's like Shelly Duvall from Doctor Phil. Like, do you see that image of Shelly Duvall? I, Dr. I did, Phil? and and oh, that for the broke record, my
0: heart. For the record, <laughs> fuck Doctor Phil. I think we can all. I'm just not a brave statement by any stretch. I think everybody feels this now. Fuck you, Doctor Phil. You piece of shit. But she needed the money, I guess. Well, she's mentally ill. He exploited her. That's I the problem. So, but I like, don't know who her handlers him alone are. And who
1: are his handlers? Like, getting producers to be like, get oh, Shelley Duvall into this. And, yeah. like, he must have, I mean, he must have been, like, for a fleeting moment, been like, is this a good idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think
0: he wanted Thank, to. Thanks, Oprah. Thanks for him but, and Dr. Oz.
1: But then it also, too, it kind of, I think, like, for people like us who are good Christians, you know, we're not <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not I'm looking a, at Shelley Duvall being like "fuck her" and like her ugly face from The Shining. You know, no. now we're looking like you know this is terrible. She's a and real like, person. Yeah, exactly. We're not like I don't I don't feel like there's any patronizing or any kind of negativity from that, but it just flames the fire for people who are out there who would love to get an act get it, get on in the uh, piss
0: on Shelley Duvall contest.
1: Man, Doctor
0: Phil, thanks for nothing. She uh, still she still
1: has her face. You know, she looks like a friendly bus driver.
0: <laughs> Actually, that's a very apt description. I hope she gets help. I hope, if anything, this illuminates that she does need help um, and that somebody that's not Dr. Phil is involved because, holy shit. Um, I just saw the image. I don't know the story behind it. Uh, well, I I, 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 there was a clip that, you know, I, I think I watched a few seconds of it, and I was like, I can't. I'm supporting yeah. this by watching it. I turned it off. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot. So, Faye because, Dunaway is like... I,
1: here's the thing. Then look at this. Like, someone should do the Shelley Duvall movie with, uh, you know, Anna Kendrick as Shelley Duvall, and it's like they do the production, like they do 20 years and they show The Shining and they show like, <laughs> you know, like you do the Mommy Dearest movie, but you do the Shelley Duvall movie.
0: So... Yeah, you, know, you have to give it some time. It's too soon right now, but I think, yeah. Yeah, maybe. because
1: because uh, the way... Um, uh, Shelley Duvall is now is the way Crawford was
0: before she left because she was like Right, because Crawford had real issues with mental illness, Yeah, exactly right?
1: and like the doctors were giving her just so many med- so many pills and it's like at that point you just, they don't know yeah. what they're prescribing her and so like she was like
0: Manic depressive or bipolar or well, something? so many things going on oh, and yeah.
1: uh, I think by the end she was doing B movies or Z movies and doing her own wardrobe and costuming in the back of cars like because she just needed the money and was working. Yeah, you know? I saw
0: an interview that she had just come off a plane she must have been in her 70s smoking cigarettes with a couple of kids drunk so drunk it was really hard to watch and it was like early paparazzi footage from the 70s like shot on 16 millimeter film so like raw yeah Yeah. it was like i I was like uh, i felt really i wanted to get a a sense it is invasive and i wanted to get a sense of of the real person because the film the film is like i you know i laughed a lot at it but the reality of it when i thought about what was really under there it was a little darker, like, and I was like, "Ah!" And then I watched the video, and I was like, Ugh, "I wish I didn't do that." It, it's uh, better to not know, I yeah. think. Sometimes, mommy
1: dearest, if you if you had to do a test on in acting and like it was about Joan Crawford, you would get an F if you watched that movie as a resource yeah, instead oh, of yeah. reading
0: the you know the articles. Like, no,
1: didn't she do this? And wasn't her son's name that? No, you watched the movie, not not read it. Yeah, the, the movie.
0: Book. It's not a good movie, and it. it you know, it's her
1: performance I, is definitely worth the watch. the, oh, the two it is. hours of that performance and everyone's performance and especially the backstory. like it's it's worth watching the once the rewatch, sure the nine rewatches that I've done.
0: maybe, maybe not nine rewatches. I mean I think but that's it's, interesting to see the, the 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 you know the value of a rewatch because I mean a good movie, a really a truly great movie. I don't think there's a limit you can put on the rewatches. For sure. But yeah. this is a, I guess for you, you've learned something about this movie. The, the sit
1: through, the top to bottom. Like you yeah. know what I mean? It's not just putting on inception and then hearing Zimmer's great score in the back. Because there's nothing in this movie other than shouting and yeah. and like studio silence and yeah. uh,
0: like the pacing is very strange. There's time jumps and there's a lot it covers a lot of ground oh, for a Lord. two hour and twenty <laughs> minute movie, but it feels long, which yeah. is I think a failure of a movie because if you're aware of the runtime and you feel that it's long, the movie is somehow failing to keep your attention on anything other than what's happening on the screen. And that movie, it just didn't, you know, I felt myself, I, I looked at my watch a couple of times. Oh,
1: for sure. Uh, especially when, like, the abuse is over, when you've had enough of the, the, the fun. Because then it just, it, what's the point of all these scenes then if it's just going to...
0: Yeah, it's... it's there's something fun and campy about like you know a bad performance you know the abuse isn't funny in and of itself but the bad choices in the direction and the the acting are and it's campy and whatever but that goes away quick and then it's just scene after scene of abuse and you're like emotionally drained by the end of the movie and you're just like yeah but why, but why am i watching this? this
1: production like why did hollywood make this but then also too it's it feels a vic- like a hit piece it's a victim of its own star i mean i would just go so far as to say like that diary that i read is like gospel because like Fay taking unnecessary unnecessarily like long amounts of time to just Figure out her character and like, like she would like make sure that the director was doing exactly what she wanted, and other actors had to uh, be with her for the what do they call it? <laughs> when you uh, oh,
0: when uh, when you shoot the reverse or whatever, like,
1: yeah, yeah, like so. If she's talking to a character off screen and that uh, actor is there, they had to be there, but Faye was never around uh, to do that, and uh, that's also on her known, end
0: that's known as pulling a Janeway, uh, what's her face, uh, uh yeah, uh, the uh, Janeway show, yeah, Catherine, uh. Catherine Janeway um, what's the actress's name I'm blanking oh she's like Um, it's
1: like Shelby or it's there was uh, apparently a power play uh, (laughs) Uh,
0: uh, Kate Mulgrew Kate Mulgrew Mulgrew. yeah apparently there was a power play on Star Trek Voyager between Kate Mulgrew and um, oh my god the actress who plays Seven of Nine uh, Jerry Ryan Uh. Kate Mulgrew and Jerry Ryan Kate Mulgrew I mean, she, I think Jerry Ryan, well, she was upset <laughs> more that they, the, the producers UPN were like, we're like, we need to sex it up. Yep. Let's have a Borg I mean, in spandex. Yep. And, yep. and that's, that's a fair assessment because and it she was she had better hair than her too. It, yeah, that's true. There was a hair war going on, <laughs> um, but it was a step backwards in like how Star Trek kind of treated women. I, so I, I understand that, but apparently like the, there was a distinct lack of professionalism from, from, um, uh, Mulgrew towards Ryan and, uh, they would do the, exactly that, and that's something you hear sometimes. It's a bit of a power play, where it's like the the bigger star will will do the scenes, yeah. and whoever's in the in in like over the shoulder, it'll be it'll have to be the real actor because I need the real actor. But then when it comes to the reverse, yeah. the main actor goes. Yeah. It's their it's their double, yeah. and, and it's that's Frank
1: it. it's Frank Perry in this Ratigny Alda situation. Yeah, and uh, Faye would just be like. Oh, it's, you would think it's Faye's turn to do the reverse. And she's like, oh, no, dear, I got to go sit down or something. I got to go do this. And it's like, oh, okay, no problem. And so for four months, we're, they're doing this. Like, Faye's never around. or Faye, Like, I think from the perspective of the actress who played the maid in the movie, she never sees Faye. Faye, it's just, I don't know if that's just the editing of the book where they're, like, trying to, you know, compare, like, oh, the movie of Mommy Dears is kind of like the real-life production we went through, you know. And, uh yeah, like the makeup artist was like an old Joan Crawford uh, uh, makeup artist, and cl- costume designers and the art direction like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar pieces of jewelry that Faye would toss out and just be like these weren't worth it. And wow,
0: it's just a real like it, it was. It seemed to mirror some of Joan Crawford's life, strangely, like in this in the, the 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 pomp and circumstance of this production, and also the the egocentric nature of the star. Yeah,
1: like. And, it just it's so sad and then I think that's what killed my rewatch this week because yeah. it was just like I, you had I, too much context I did so much into this movie and then you, I look at the special edition and it's like yeah
0: like who's gonna who's gonna throw on a party
1: like this is the kind of movie you would have on in the background while like you know you had like dance hits going
0: on maybe yeah because showgirls you could throw on at a party and it's you're gonna have a laugh a minute
1: any second and all the all the dialogue for sure it's very yeah. bouncy and fun this yeah. movie
0: is not intended for that no like, this is just like you know you're gonna throw it on at a party be like haha it's a camp classic and then there's just like a. 10 minute abuse scene, and you're like, uh, okay, yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, and you have to kind of really
1: like be looking at the right moment for that, like, f- that, that fey moment when you're just like, oh, that's why this movie's so, so yeah. big and popular. But yeah, the rewatch, like, you know, yeah. same with, uh, what about, like, you know, bad rewatches, you know, that's what this comes down to. Yeah. Bad
0: rewatches. There are, there are some. Um, every now and then I'll be rewatching a film from my childhood. And, you know, just to see what it's like, something I haven't seen in a while. And they come across, I'm trying to think with the And then last, it dies, you know? Yeah, it, do, it does. It kills it kills so, it, it dies. F- dead. Like,
1: it kills it dead in its fucking track. Like, I think I killed, uh, I definitely killed A Christmas Story, I think. I've never seen A Christmas Story. I killed it one Christmas. Sometimes just,
0: it's, the rewatch shouldn't even happen because then you kill not I, only the movie, but your, your, your memories of it are yeah, tainted.
1: Yeah, sure. Like, I know I killed uh, a little bit of Magnolia. I know a little bit of that is killed because I've really? rewatched that. And then I rewatched that with, like, because there's post film school eyes, and then there's yeah. like, you know, Magnolia has
0: held up for me surprisingly.
1: Sure, especially when you look at like the filmmaker now and like, is that stuff carries on for for years? You know, yeah. like, but uh, that killed uh, that almost killed it. But to, wow. this is the death of, I think, Mommy Dearest for me. The full death. And like, it's not even that I like. I you could stop me on the street and I could lay out a whole you know PhD thesis on like you know the hol- Mommy Dearest effect on, on on camp and and studio uh, politics. But like, ultimately, just I, it's so done just yeah. other things to talk about
0: like tim
1: burton's nightmare
0: for christmas which you know what that's something i need to rewatch because i haven't seen that for probably over a decade
1: yeah yeah I, and that has a fascinating production story that's like jeffrey katzenberg working between beauty and the beast and aladdin and like Tim Burton has this little $20 million puppet movie about monsters that he doesn't give a shit about. And so it's the Starship Troopers thing where it's like, here's a production that's not being monitored or handled by studios, but with a whole bunch of creative people pushing the limits of like what, you know, certain types of audiences want in a movie and then, holy shit. And then look at it, like it's bigger than uh, like some of the other, it's as big as, it's that property nightmare is probably as big as like all those other cartoons they made in the 90s. And uh, what's that one property that we were just talking about, uh, Mommy Dearest? Yeah, the special edition. You didn't listen to the John Waters commentary. Oh and I yeah, feel like right. Now you never will because his his perspective is so lo- like him. In Does a, he love it? He loves talking about it because he's very protective of it. Really, the way I'm protective of like showgirls, but like he's protective of it in a, you know. Joan Crawford was you know was this kind of person and I don't think Faye made a lot of he I think he looks at it like everyone had the best intention best of intentions with this movie yeah. and like he's made a couple of bad movies in his day but he's also worked with like very pittance of money to make those movies and so he knows the heart like the hardship of putting on a production and when yeah he,
0: and nobody nobody wants to make a bad movie you know i I think everybody you make a movie and you put you know most of the most of the people that are below the line are putting in 100%. You know, uh, sh- you know. got the, s- the first shout out of the show. You know, we're going to talk <laughs> about the the you know the set the set decorating and the uh, art direction, the 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 prop builders, the set builders on on Mommy Dearest. Great job. I'm sure that they really. I mean, they, they everything looks the part. It looks great, and I'm sure they nothing spent was a lot cheap.
1: of. All the the full price was paid for everything in that movie. There was nothing really? that came at a discount. Wow. I even think he had to pull out loans, and he had to. They went over budget, went over schedule. Like, just it was just so bad because of Faye, and that's what it came down to. Ah, that sucks. But when the production, yeah, and like they didn't mean to put on a bad movie.
0: No, no, everybody, you know, and I can see a, a, a world where a, a Joan Crawford movie, even one that's kind of negative like that, would be a good movie. Would be an interesting look at a flawed person who, you know, well this I, But it didn't feel very three-dimensional. It felt very one-dimensional. And
1: it sucks too because I'm like, Sean, we got to talk about Mommy Dearest." I mean, I'm sure like on a couple podcasts back, I'm sure I'm so excited to watch it. And now I'm just like, you know, burr.
0: but you know what? That's that's <laughs> I think that's the value of doing the rewatch because it's Ugh. interesting to explore that and to see when it, was it when does a, it fall apart.
1: because yeah, like now you're just like I don't know. Now your your suggestions are now like I, your suggestions are now like less uh, less um, reliable. Like, no,
0: no, because the thing is, I think on a watch rewatch, they can't all be winners and they shouldn't all be winners. Right. You know? Yeah. It should be. Uh, you should have a breadth of experience and like because also because you don't know. I might like something you don't like and <laughs> yeah. vice versa. Um, speaking of doing the watch rewatch. Just a, a an impromptu one. I I had a couple hours one night and I was you know tired and Vicky was out of the house, so I threw on End of Watch. Have you seen this film? Oh, the Gyllenhaal the Gyllenhaal movie. movie. Have you seen it? No. End of Watch. Yeah. It, it was a, a a watch that I I'd, I I'd won. I you know I remembered it and I thought about it. It was directed by David David Ayer. Yeah. And, Suicide um, Suicide Tra- Squad. Writer
1: training. Writer training day. Uh, yeah, he did a. Few, he did all. Of he those. was like writers, and that, he was like a writer, and then he did. He was a writer, and, and, then, and he then he was he a did. director. I think End of watches is. Yeah, because that movie has that really. It's like LAPD. It's scary. It's LAPD. It's, 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 I don't want. <laughs> that movie scared me. I don't want to watch that.
0: Yeah, it's LAPD, <laughs> and it's weird now in the context of Black Lives Matter and all that stuff mm-hmm. to see a film that's kind of more pro LAPD. But uh, it's not a. It's a good movie, and a lot of it. You watch this fresh. I watched this fresh. I just out of it was just kind of a fluke because sure. you know sometimes you have a couple hours to kill. Yeah. and these and, two guys are good. And like, yeah, whatever. and I was like, eh, you know, but it wasn't something that like was big on my list. Uh, but it, it it cemented the fact that I think that Hall is is one of the best actors of his generation working today. Sure. He, he was fucking incredible in that. But also Michael Pena, great, yeah. really great. It I haven't sucks seen that he's him. A Scientologist though. That he is. Yeah, that
1: ruins it. Oh, doesn't it? Oh, that does doesn't it? And it sucks because it's like his talent is like he's in everything. Super, he's really good. And he's and really good. Done. But then you have this thing, and it's like, uh, you know, it's the way that I do yoga all the time. Like I'll tell people, "What do you believe in?" It's like I believe in myself because I do yoga. That's my own shit. But like, I don't know. I've seen mm. documentaries that have persuaded me to think differently. <laughs> Just like I seen uh-huh. documentaries more than like, what can you tell me that these guys haven't told me? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was a good film.
0: It was. Uh, I mean,
1: I should watch it while you
0: watch it through my eyes. You know what? Yeah, it might be worth a, a watch, rewatch. It's not. It's not a great film. It's got the found footage angle, you know. So okay. it's like a shaky cam, a, like the yeah, like crash he's thing. yeah, he's shooting, but he's shooting his own thing for like a little film project on okay. these little HD cams. Who is? Uh, Hall's character. He's he, filming it. Himself. And which
1: one of them dies?
0: Oh, you know that
1: one of them has to die.
0: Okay. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Pena dies. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because because Hall's movie that he's shooting is going to show his life as a, as a tribute to this cop partner maybe
0: uh no doesn't but you know you're you're pretty close that's the, you can telegraph that the sucks. ending but like, um, i'm
1: not cuz that's just a i don't know whatever it sounds like they sounds like jillen hall at least Almost dies if his partner dies. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I like that you can. Well, you, you, you know enough about movies to know exactly. John must going. be
1: like coughing up blood if this other one's dead. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's you. have One for one. John is like a, uh, you know, that you're the you're the the soothsayer. Uh, I'm the Lawrence
1: of Arabia of movies. So like we're, we're gonna go the other way. It's yeah, like, it's sort of yeah.
0: It's but it's um it's a movie that's not really it's not about the plot. It's more about um it's really a nice character piece. Gyllenhaal especially. Uh, Anna Kendrick's actually in it as well in a supporting part. Um and uh Melissa
1: Leo's there somewhere. Nope.
0: No. Nope. That'd be great. Although actually uh David Harbour, uh from Stranger Things, who plays uh who plays um the Sheriff. The Sheriff Guy, I can't remember yeah. his name. I'm yeah. bad with names. He's uh
1: he's he's got a he's got like a name in reservation road too. He's like the neighbor who like he's really good Kate Winslet. Yeah,
0: he's good in like he plays these brooding serious guys, he's always good at it. But uh, coming back to Gyllenhaal's performance, really, like, every film, he, he, he he's given it 110%. Yeah, he
1: can do, like, three or four Brendan Fraser duds, and people would still forgive him at this point.
0: They would, and he also <laughs> seems to have... He almost... He flirted with megastardom as, like, a Hollywood A-lister. Prince of Persia. But he backed off of that, and I'm happy that he did. Because, you know, he's really... I think you look at the films that he's chosen, what he's decided to do, the trajectory is good. He
1: worked with Denny like, for, like, two years or something. He He did. Yeah, two films. And, like, a very... I would think a very interesting point in his career too because it's like yeah. I think also when he was shooting those movies I don't know if it was here or not but like I remember he was probably doing source code and like he was at a club or something here in Montreal and like somebody called him out for like a Heath Ledger death he's like you're the reason he's dead or something and he like flipped his shit and like started a fight uh, that's terrible him. who it would say that some some, some jerk fucking up, asshole, yeah, some, some jerk at a club and like yeah that happened wow yeah like picked a fight with him while he was like just doing his own shit that's and, terrible. Uh, that so,
0: must suck being a celebrity and having people yell random shit at you. And
1: like you know, fucking balls on Gyllenhaal for being in like Brokeback Mountain too. And like
0: right, yeah, that was Ang Lee that directed it.
1: Sure, and like the f- the fervor, the fear the the, the 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 ram the ramshackles, the the big like Macy's Day Parade sc- scope of like that movie coming out, gay cowboys, and like you know, like what does that do to someone's career? You know that and that was a untested that was, career and, thing, right? And
0: that was still kind of early. I mean, for, like, I mean, it was, I think, one of the biggest mainstream gay movies, yeah. right? Like, like, like with straight actors playing gay. It was still, like, independent, but it had, it was like 2005, mainstream. right? Yeah, and
1: yeah. every review was kind of like, this isn't about
0: gay people, it's about love. I'm like, I hate uh, hearing that that's shit a, that's, so a, that's a terrible that, that, <laughs> it makes you realize when it came out right because i feel like you wouldn't get that commentary today as much no but yeah. 2005 was still early it's weird to think it was early because it, it's not that long ago but in terms of you look at the, at least you know in the public eye Kind of, you know, the public's perception of, of, you know, gay marriage and all that stuff has changed a lot because it's legal now in the States and all of that stuff. And now with this news thing, now you can accept it, but then you can
1: hate it too openly. You can be like, oh, I don't talk about it, but I can have an opinion and say terrible things about it if I don't like it. You can have it, but I can still say terrible things to you. You can't stop me from saying those things. And that's kind of how I think it's going on. Like I heard somewhere that some guy in Florida with a pride sticker on his truck got like, at a stop sign or something yanked out of his car and was like beaten up by like trump supporters like my president says i can kill you like, Jesus and, I, and, Christ. Like, and then i read this story because like what i'll do sometimes on google on the bus i'll just like write in the word gay in the search engine and go yeah. to news and just see like what news with the word gay and the headlines coming up and, yeah and i come across these like really hey. awful anti-gay and it's just i'm just I'm not, i don't know if i'm educating myself but i'm just seeing how horrible it is in some parts of the world with that headline and there's nothing positive I had never yeah. really see anything positive with the word gay in the Google News. Well, that's also
0: maybe an indictment of how news media sells things. There's sure. maybe our positive yeah, stories, yeah. but they're going to put the scary ones out there. And
1: some of those scary ones are pretty bad. And I never, and they're always like overseas or in the States. But that Florida one
0: really like... like and it's, Yeah, you don't think that that happens in North America still, but And it this does. was an
1: old guy like in his 60s or something that that happened. Oh, fuck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, back wow. to... Uh, <laughs> we're going we have to you know, we have to thread our way back Nolan to our way we back were... up to the fourth uh... oh yeah
0: we need a kick okay what's the kick
1: well the kick was like well, we have to trace it back so now we started talking about broke back because of Gyllenhaal and then we talked about Gyllenhaal to get to David David Ayer in his end of watch yeah and then because you, you were just watching it one night yeah it was a because random because I was talking about how awful the rewatch was of Mommy Dearest yes
0: yeah, and this was a fresh watch yeah so there you go I mean, there we go so we're four that's four kicks back to Mommy Dearest that's well, the six degrees of Mommy Dearest but
1: then Peña as a Scientologist too is like you watch these movies and you lo- know about the celebrity and that changes everything
0: that does I sometimes ignorance is bliss when you're watching a movie the context can ruin it you know um well, I work sometimes on movies. I don't like to talk about it too much. I didn't want to talk about. No, I work. I not
1: about the release of a movie this week that came out. No, I can't. Twenty-five percent. Yeah, and like, I, some I of those reviews too are as bad as like you. You Google up that movie, and you're going to yeah, get pretty bad stuff. Yes,
0: <laughs> I, I can't actually talk about any of the movies I've worked on just for. No, kind of but I, of,
1: can I can I dance around it without really <laughs> talking about them?
0: Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just yeah, to say, yes. like, yeah, it was it no. Was and kind. To bringing back to the point that nobody tries to make a bad exactly, movie, exactly right. I can say yeah, that much. I've worked sure. on movies that have not been well received. We don't try to make a bad movie, but sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, out, you for know? sure. And that's the thing. And a lot of it is like you know, it's stuff beyond the control of the the. I'm a below the line guy. Yeah. So you know, we. Oh yeah, we, for sure. We you know we just do what we can to make sure our part of the movie comes out as good as it can, and the rest. And you know, I I don't hold any ill will because you know some filmmakers like Kevin Smith are like fuck the press, fuck this and that because like that they was can't. a weird that was a weird like he went through He went through that? a real like he's backed off of that a little bit, but. You get these filmmakers who go through this, and I don't, you know, that's part of the that's part of the game. If you're going to make a movie, yeah. people are like, it's so easy to tear it down. Yeah, but also, like, if you're going to show things to people, they're going to have an opinion on it. They're going to talk about it. The internet means everybody's going to talk about it. It won't always be good. It won't always even be fair, but that's how it works. That's, and uh, and yeah. you either deal with it or you don't. You know, if you get into this business and you have a thin skin, you know, maybe find another line of work. Because it's,
1: uh, I mean, I see about, because like, here's the thing, despite, because the project, I'm not going to talk about specifics about the project of the weekend that just came out with the bad reviews, but like that, that product has legs for decades to come because of the kind of movie that it is. Yes. So it's like, I feel like this kind of movie, again, has the, uh, you know, had one thing in mind over another. So I think... You know, its uh, its survival as a product was more important than, let's say, its quality as a product.
0: Yes, and that's something that happens very often, I think, in this business, where the survival sometimes trumps the quality, and and and, and you because it is it is the film business exactly yeah day. yeah it, and there's that great line and
1: david you know david chase who did the sopranos yes his directorial debut was not fade away from like three years ago and it like the biggest star in that movie was james gandolfini and he was like the dad character and it's about these young new jersey boys who start a band is it a good film i oh, haven't it's seen fantastic it. and it's like it's david chase's autobiography but it's so it's so um vague the movie that it's more like snapshots of like people who have dreams and want to start a band Anyway, Brad Garrett shows up uh, at the end of the movie as, like, a New York uh, agent listening to their band play a good song. And it's like, yeah, you had a good song, and in any other movie, we'd sign you right away. But Brad Garrett gives a very frank bar talk with him about, like, you know, I need you to come here and perform five nights, like five nights a week, you know, working 12 hours a day, like at shitty bars. And they're like, what? No, you got to learn these crowd pleasers. Like it's called the music business. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, that's the idea. It's like, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And yeah. Yeah.
0: Music. It's it's a strange intersection of art and business. And, you know, uh, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes but, it uh, does, you know, sometimes you watch something that's both artful, and makes money like Arrival which is now standing at Seventy-seven million dollars oh, on, wow. on a forty and the word of mouth too. Dollar. Like everyone, I think it seems to have legs. I mean, yeah. it's dropped off for a fair bit, but it's up against Moana and a few other things. But That's, it's it's still going strong, and I am really I'm yeah. rooting for it for I the want
1: Thanksgiving it. weekend and like Christmas too. It's like if it sits there and it, it's such a good alternative to the other things that are coming out. Yes, you know, it's
0: a hopeful movie. It's a smart movie. It's a
1: and then they a, look at their phones and they see like the ninety. I think it's sitting at like a ninety, and it has Amy Adams and no, and she's d- hasn't done a thing. I think the worst thing. She's done in her life is smoke a cigarette. So like she, know. yeah.
0: Uh, when you talk about America's sweetheart, I think she could be right up there. She's going to
1: win an Oscar this year for that movie. I don't know if I'm calling think... it now. It's just because like she's got like eight nominations or seven nominations. She'll for, she'll win. She'll for win for this one because it's
0: so. Because but here's the thing. What 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 are the competitors right now?
1: Well, Isabel for Elle, Isabel Hupé,
0: and she won't win because it's a foreign film.
1: Maybe she will. I don't know.
0: Nah. That's no, in, no one, no one. The in the academy but though.
1: Isabel is a career. She's been an actress. She has never won an Oscar, and she's like a Catherine Deneuve. She's like been around France for fifty years and done work with Godard. And uh, oh, I don't, I don't discredit yeah, yeah, her qualifications,
0: I mean. but I think that the academy is is so you know North American centric that I don't think she, she she'll maybe get the nom. She'll get the nom. She'll. But prob- she, she won't win. She might get the Globe. She she'll Isabelle. get the Globe. The Globe, yeah, because it's the. Or Hollywood. if
1: it's, but they might categorize her as a comedy musical. Because L apparently is a it's rape a f- revenge comedy. Yeah,
0: which is beyond me. I'd, I have to see this movie. Yeah, because that's the thing. I don't know how the fuck that works. Um, so okay, so besides besides uh, the L, <laughs> for the, yeah, yeah, yeah but who, still, who would be the other contenders? There's Emma Stone for La La Land
1: because that that oh. thing is being, and there's Viola Davis for Fences. Have you see, heard about this Fences now No, up?
0: Emma Stone might 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 take it because Hollywood has a boner for for for, for like but reinventing then, the music. But here's the thing, like that, then you get into the whole Trump Hillary situation where you're like, do you want loud obvious or do you want?
1: Uh, that's a terrible comparison. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Now let's go with it. It's going to be loud and obvious. Emma Stone. I'm putting money down. I'm putting a dollar. She's
1: so great. I mean, you show me. I'm, I'm she's a great. Better, I yeah. don't.
0: I wouldn't begrudge her the win at all. I think she's fantastic. But, she's an incredibly talented. But I haven't
1: actress. seen this La La Land, and I, I, I'm getting a. I'm getting a. I want to see it. It looks good. I'm getting a The Artist vibe from this movie, where it's just. It's, I never saw The Artist. It's a throwback to a time in Hollywood, and we should just be fucking grateful for the things we have now and how movies back then are just as good. Like I don't. I'm tired of that preachy yeah, shit looking backwards and like especially young like I don't know Chazelle I liked Whiplash but I don't know enough to like say why he's going down this rosy uh, tinted glasses thing but the artist I didn't like either. the gimmick and everyone yeah. loved it and I, you, I never saw it but then you told everyone everyone tells you to watch it because they love it and then you watch it and you're like oh your your love deflated my ability to like it yeah too much hype death by hype yeah, Um like Mommy Dearest
0: yeah kind of actually
1: oh, excuse me you can hear like just thinking about Mommy Dearest is making the skin fall off your face. It is. It's so old that movie, and it like makes you feel old watching it. And the makeup in that movie, it's like it's like she's wearing a broken arm cast on her face sometimes. Like the makeup <laughs> is just so wrinkly and just dusty, and you want to like. Yeah, so, it's. <laughs> oh God, what a movie! Oh, uh, but I did want to talk
0: about the Cars 3 teaser. What I haven't seen any of the Cars oh, movies.
1: Oh, I, I, I was like even before we sign off because I think we're gonna have to. I think we're getting that point. That's it. Maybe. We're getting
0: to that point. We're almost done. I'm folks. I'm so glad
1: we don't have to talk about Mommy Dearest ever again. But the Cars three <laughs> teaser now Cars I think is sitting at 76 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an okay movie. It's like a slow slog of a Pixar movie. You just watch it. Whatever.
0: What about Cars two?
1: Cars two is a fun little action movie. It's at 36 percent, which I think is fair, unfair, unfair. Whoa! It's a it's their only rotten movie. And really, yeah, and it has a james bond uh secrets uh service kind of car like there's a lot of action scenes and a uh, lot of like set pieces and it, it's a global car chase movie doesn't kind of
0: dane cook do a voice in those movies uh it's larry the cable guy and he larry the cable guy but dane Go- cook does a voice oh he's in planes yeah Denmark.
1: that's the oh that's that's the walt disney marketing with pixar helping in anyway oh. so uh, cars three uh the teaser because they're making a third one and uh because they're money makers and the children love them but Uh, Cars 3 is now coming out in 2016 when the first one came out in 2004 so it's about 12 years this franchise has been going on and 12 years already 2004 yeah well 2016 this movie's coming out in 2017 so maybe 13 years anyway so the the teaser opens like every other Cars movie which is at a Daytona track and it's going everybody's going fast and fast but then the Owen Wilson car is now his tire pops and he's flipping in the air in slow motion and it looks like a fucking Christopher Nolan Dunkirk trailer and then the words uh in 2017 everything changes cars 3 and it's like are they gonna kill a main character like you know what i mean like yeah. in, in a pixar is this gonna be pixar's first r-rated movie like the tone of that teaser sean just gave me fucking goosebumps it was really like,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll watch the teaser and uh, we'll talk about it next yeah. week because i i <laughs> color me yeah, surprised
1: like i was too i was like cars 3 we're gonna watch the teaser see what this shit's about and like I, I looked at Keith, little Keith, and I, look, we just look. We just look at each other. This That wow, was terrifying. Wow. It's like it, it was so somber, and it's like, did you see Toy Story three? I did, yeah. Because like they they almost die at the end of that movie, yeah. and then
0: that. Thanks for that, Disney. Really appreciated that, that tearing uh, up in an audience full of people.
1: That was incredible. Because it, it was great. Because everybody. I'm not knocking them. That was fantastic. It's kind of like you you see a person of somebody take off their shirt, but you see them do it with the back of their sh- with their back to you. And you're like, oh, you, you can. You know that there were breasts there, but you're not going to see those breasts in this movie. You knew for a moment they could all melt and die, and the Pixar animators were going to like just show like a woody face and trash. You oh know? God! <laughs> you know? Just but horrify
0: it, the kids the, with like a yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark melting face. But
1: but you're, as the audience, you're you're like, is that going to happen? And you, in your head, you're like, I can visualize that. Oh no. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when you watch that scene, you're like. I don't know. I'll be back. I'll be, you know, I'll be in the other room and I'm, I'm I'm sure they'll be
0: fine. will be yeah, exactly. They'll be good. Yeah. So that was it. That was uh watch rewatch for week 4 oh, Mommy it felt Dearest. great to never yeah. talk about that movie That's again. That's it. I'm it's closing
1: just... the book on <laughs> yeah. so many like you know it's that inception thing. I'm now going back. I got the kick I needed to
0: Yeah, back to level 1 yeah. and and that movie never again shall we speak of it.
1: Maybe to, you know, to hold a moment of silence. You know, yeah, like for the memory of that. For movie. for poor Frank Perry, for for poor Frank uh, Yablons, who sued the company that he had worked for for years because and they I'll, trashed it.
0: Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll pour some out for all the uh, the hardworking technicians on that film who, you know, were were, were probably working really bad hours yeah. because of of an egocentric star. Uh, and uh, and, a, and a misguided production. Shout out to you guys. Last shout out to the show. Only two of the show. That's okay. We're working on it. We're gonna get it down to zero. I promise. Oh, but uh, shout
1: outs are, are so pleasant. It's, uh, it's a positive way to thank everyone, right? Yeah,
0: that's it. I don't know if you're sincere or not, but I like I like that. So they were words
1: that made us smile. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So watch, rewatch. Uh, that's it for uh, for this week. Uh, take care of yourselves. See you next week. And uh, yeah, and uh, we'll watch you later. We'll watch.
1: That's it. Bye. (laughs) Bye now.